0: Hello, I'm Nato Kitch, and it's time to break out your cupcakes and blue raspberry limeade as we welcome you again to Jeff London Week, this time based on true events. Every year we celebrate the art the master, the voice of a century, Jeff London, and this year we're on a second film, The Last Year, which... Thankfully, it wasn't his last film, am I right? Luckily, I am joined tonight by two London heads who went to a college more serious than Bible school. First up, uh, please don't notice that a degree has a Shutterstock watermark on it. It's best row ever. <laughs>
1: Hello everybody. My name is Roe, and I didn't go to Bible school. I went to a for-profit art school, and that's almost worse. <laughs> and it hasn't in one way fucked up my life entirely.
0: <laughs> Next up, she has her PhD in, and then came Summer. It's and then came Amelia. I just realized how bad that sounds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, Lottie, <Lordy>, Amelia's coming. <laughs> that is uh, that is one for uh, an a late night after dark gay extra, am I right? Do Hello, um. my name is Amelia, and uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but I graduated some many years ago from the Pina Bausch School of Inner Turmoil and in Interpretive Dance <laughs> where I learned modern dance breathing techniques through a cloud of smoke and sadness. <laughs> and if you feel so inclined, I can be found on Instagram, at the nefarious navigator.
1: Both of our schools legit sound like places that did have hookahs
2: on the quad. <laughs> Probably. Well, <laughs> or just Newports.
0: <laughs> the last year follows Paul as he returns to Bibble College, even though he has started to question his beliefs and his identity as of the gay. Will Paul follow his heart or go along with the college so he can get into seminary? Or follow his heart and discover his true desires? If That sounds like the most nuanced art film you've ever seen. You've obviously seen a Jeff London film, but on the off chance you're a Jeff Lund virgin. Spoilers ahead on this boat, Toot Toot, Uh, how do you describe a movie as vast and subtle as the last year?
1: It's vast in as much as it was an hour and 45 minutes long, and it's subtle in as much as it hits you in the head with a brick. See?
2: The, the thing is that um, I don't think Roe, I, I, I apologize, I apologize, Roe, but I, I just do not think that they are um, quite grasping the um, metaphor and the allegory happening throughout this film. I hate this um, job. <laughs> the vastness and emptiness in this film really play on <laughs> the main characters um, vastness and emptiness and, and in fact and in fact the um, separation he feels from um, the society in which he is forced to participate um, despite not having any desire to take part in this um, Christian patriarchal Heterosexual uh, world, Um, as as a gay man, you know.
0: Right, right, right. There's there's so much symbolism. It's like a let's start with like let's accent the score. There's a little musical humor for for you. Uh, Roe gets it. Uh, the beautiful piano pieces really, like, you know, accent the transitions and reflections of the characters. It, it reminds me of sitting out on the docks overlooking the family pond and watching the ducks and listening to the trees sway in the wind, wouldn't you say?
2: Yes, yes. Uh, you know, uh, you know. It's, it's funny. It's funny you say that. Um,
0: ha ha was... funny or ha 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 funny?
2: It's, it's it's like a like a rhetorical irony, you know. Oh. Um irony, <laughs> as we call it. The, yes, the, a irony. <laughs> there, there was in fact one scene uh, right, right, almost in the beginning of this this masterpiece that really took hold of my heart and my mind, you know. Um, that. The scene where, uh, forgive me, I cannot remember his name, um, so I will be calling him Jedediah Jonas. (laughs) Jonas Uh, He he drives up to his school, um, whether it's a college or a high school, I could not tell you. I was I was confused about that part by the end of the film. Um, Regardless, though, he drives up to this parking lot, and in this parking lot, you see it's it's vast, it's imposing. It's so full of cars, but yet empty of people. Um, and it almost signals this isolation Jonas feels as he walks back onto the campus of his Christian school, vast, outwardly filled with joy. But on the inside, he is empty and sad. I hate
1: this. I hate this so
0: much. And also really, you know, there's, there's this thing that I kind of noticed on my fifth watching of this movie
1: you watch watched this movie five times?
0: My fifth viewing of this movie is that How? there's just so few students at this collage, right? And So it, it, it really, like, actually, if you think about it, it's, it's a powerful thing because, like, in real life, less and less people are going to Bibble College to go into the seminary. And so this film actually predicts that less and less young people are actually seeking out uh, religious careers.
2: I think that's actually interesting. It,
0: there's even less people when you kick out the minorities for being gay. You
2: know, sadly, that that is the state of our uh, of our society at this moment in time. Um, I think I think the uh, the film really really hit on a pivotal point there, um, because to your point, Nato. Later in the film, I believe there's a a scene, a riveting scene in in the locker room. In fact. <laughs> Yeah, they're talking about is there something in the water that is making them into, um, you know, uh, homosexuals, and um, and I just thought that was very interesting because I think but it that's... really it really mirrored um, the the real life state of uh, a a gay person at a Christian, a small Christian Bible school, you know, um, especially with all the water. Larger... Especially with all the water. Although I, I did this. notice a severe lack of frogs, which, as we all know, are truly what turned people gay. So. Speaking.
1: I hate this. I hate this. I hate this so much. I hate that this isn't this is supposed to be a queer podcast, but they've turned me into the straight man in this joke. Let's talk about Paul for a second. Okay.
0: Not not only a, a, a mighty biblical name, have you, but also due to his appearance and long hair, he looks like what most white non-Hispanic people and three white Hispanic persons associate with the Jesus. And therefore, their sacrifice of standing to keep their morals is very similar to the story of Jesus. His sacrifice so that we all may justify our racism, sexism, and... Homophobic hashtag. That's so braven hashtag. I have a black friend, so I'm not actually racist. You racist? Wouldn't you agree that there's a lot of similarities between Paul and Jesus?
2: Yes, yes. You know, um, particularly I think what stands out to me the most is um how he sacrifices his reputation mm-hmm. and his um his comfort in in this. In this, uh, in this, in this Bible college, you know, where he's well respected and um, you know, just maybe looked up to uh, because he does look like Jesus. Clearly, the uh, the one girl at this Bible college swoons, in fact, over him, um, and he he's willing to risk all that and and sacrifice this comfortable and popular lifestyle just to to remain friends and to stick by his homosexual. Um, supposedly Hispanic friend with a bad Terminator accent. And um, <laughs> it really speaks to his Christ like persona. Yes, yes. would you say? College
1: Bible girls do be thirsting after gays, though. Would you say that it
0: makes you feel more like you have a connection?
2: Yeah. Yes. You know, I, I feel very connected in several ways to, uh, to Jedediah Jonas. Um, (laughs) you know, I think the most, uh, the biggest connection though, um, for me was when he said he wanted to go to seminary. Um, not only is that Christ-like and selfless, but, uh, in my, my early (laughs) days as a queer, I too had, um, dreams of not going to a seminary, um, Exactly, but uh, running off to a convent um, and being surrounded by nuns... I wanted to go to um, a
0: seminary once, but that was for a completely
1: different reason. Um, um, uh, in fact, I Nato... Think in fact, you Nato is called a seminary, Nato.
2: In fact, Nato, I think we perhaps wanted to go to the convent and to the seminary for very similar <laughs> reasons. And neither um, of them truly had to do with uh, being married to Jesus. So, you know... Um, and- into
0: that <laughs> speaking of feelings, uh the use of color in this, especially compared to his last outing, like wow, like when when Jeffrey Montgomery, London uses a blue light feel, you feel blue that's a color joke, Ro gets it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> This there, is a punishment. God must hate me because I talk too much. I have to sit here listening to this bullshit there for is 50 one minutes.
0: Scene, <laughs> there is one scene where Paul and his roommate Robbie, short for not Paul, are in the showers and Paul is coming up as not Paul, sits and reads that further highlights his connection since cleanliness is next to Jesusness. Um, Alex, another gay student in this very poorly attended Bible school, uh, on the outside seems to be a Judas, Judahs, but actually he's another Jesus. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> And we reflect on how brilliant it is to have two Jesuses in one movie. <laughs> Only a true visionary can come up with the idea of two Jesuses. One
1: college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep going, NATO. I'm just gonna sit here and wait until this bit collapses.
0: <laughs> it's already collapsing.
1: Um, <laughs> in,
0: in the basketball scene, London executes a brilliant audio choice, having the blaring sound of the fluorescent lights to symbolize Paul's mind is trying to block out any <laughs> idea.
2: <laughs> She was <laughs> That's a basketball joke, Rogan, Because not only was the fluorescent light sound overwhelmingly uh overwhelmingly noisy and registered um in the sound mixing, but but was the basketball oh, bouncing me. off the floor? Oh god truly, truly encapsulated okay. the On a serious
1: note, on an actual serious note, why is every background sound in this movie so goddamn loud? (laughs) To to counter that, at least
0: it's not a situation where when they cut shots, you can definitely tell that they
1: didn't do any ADR. Oh, man. This movie... It's not just the basketball and the fluorescent lights. It's, like, wind. It's, like, every... Like, sustainable background noise in this movie is just, like, too loud.
0: Now, there is another major character. So major that we don't get to him until about 45 minutes into the movie. Uh, This movie asks you, why Hector, not all. In an absolutely mind-blowing twist, it turns out that Hector is also a Jesus stand-in. Uh, meaning that this film is something
2: the world ha- hadn't seen before. A Jesus three-way. Excuse me, Nato. I-, I do believe you mean Jesus. Thank Sorry. you. Sorry.
0: <laughs> a Jesus three-way. Um, if you will. It- it's a brave statement letting Hector commit the unaliving because it mirrors how many, but not all of, for legal reasons, sects of religions discard the minorities. Uh, That horrible, horrible information should make you pause and say, in the traditional Spanish, no mass. (laughs) Amelia, I believe you told me in confidence and asked me not to bring it up, uh, that your experience with religion was similar to Hector's. Is that right?
2: Um, Yes, yes. I think uh, in some ways there were a lot of parallels in my um, religious experience. Um, I... Much like much like our Latino Jesus character here, um, I, too, was made a social pariah and um, turned my back on my religious family's beliefs, um, leading to being placed into a religious college as an adult against my will which is the thing that totally happens apparently, along with getting grounded when you're like 22 years old by your dean. <laughs> Why can't we have oh a Oh no, the dean?
1: principal of my school said I couldn't drive anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How does one enforce that? Um, I think looking at our main characters, every gay group should have one straight ally that looks and acts way more gay than the gay ones. Uh, Yeah, I I, will
1: say it was very nice to have a Jesus three-way with a confused but supportive straight person watching from the side.
0: That's what we all need in our lives. So if you're out there and you would like to be a straight person watching our um, three-way, go away.
1: (laughs) Bad (laughs) straights.
0: Jeff London, in this interview I've just made up, once said that religion in this movie was actually was actually not religion, but a metaphor for society. I don't know if you know this, but we live in a society. What? No way. (laughs) How do you think this film uses religion as a stand-in for society, societal angst towards progressivism, something that is quite honestly
2: super relevant right now?
1: I can't relate. I don't live in a society... I live in the middle of a mountain.
2: I live in Denver, which is also not a society. (laughs) No,
1: Denver is a collective. There's a big (laughs)
2: difference. (laughs) Spoken like a true Camaradoan. Camaradoan.
1: Camarado. Move here, join the movement.
2: Honestly, this film Said evokes
1: nobody actually from Colorado. We actually want people to stop moving. To stop having like incentives there.
0: Honestly, this film evokes such thoughts. Like, imagine an auteur like Jeff London tackling the themes inside of Rent. Imagine if Jeff London were to take on but a cheerleader. The man can do no wrong. Imagine if Jeff London were to direct the Lizzie McGuire movie.
1: What? That be no no keep the Lizzie McGuire movie away from Jeff London <laughs> I, um,
2: I in fact would like to see a Jeff <laughs> London version of Batman um I, I feel like his style would really lend well to the dark grittiness of Gotham no. um, okay but the thing with is Robert I, Pattinson you know the um, thing is
1: I actually agree with that take. <laughs> I think Jeff London and his obsession of making drama porn movies would do a very excellent Batman, but only like the part of Batman where Bruce Wayne watches his parents die. It's that's just going to be the whole movie for like. It's going to be the whole movies. movie for an hour and forty five minutes. Bruce Wayne sits on the sidewalk and slowly watches his parents bleed out.
0: How did it make you feel about the twist when it was revealed? The Dean was actually, uh, the gay as well. Isn't it ironic that all the characters in this movie, minus the gay straight one, seem to have storylines that include being taken advantage of or having experiences with older individuals that has caused some trauma? Okay, like... Okay. Actually, yeah, this is, like, fucked up, like... Yeah, I'm gonna gonna
2: break character for that one, because, yeah, I, like... Like, for for a movie made by an actual, like, queer filmmaker, can we just be better than that? Like, that totally feeds into, like, this kind of boogeyman, like, uh, heteronormative <coughs> idea that a lot of people on the far right have um, about what, quote-unquote, turns somebody gay. And it always has to do with them being groomed or with them, you know... Um, being molested or something along those lines. And it completely feeds into like the current day problem we have with QAnon and this entire rhetoric around the gays are grooming our kids because – drag queens are reading at public libraries and other stupid bullshit. Nato,
1: Amelia, I don't understand why you're taking this position. I mean, it's very clear that Jeff London is only trying to portray the very real queer experience absolutely naturally as possible. He wants to really... Dig down and oh, get damn it. at the core of
0: what. <laughs> there, there's two things, right? The first thing is if I abandon a bit, then and I won't actually like make a joke about something. Like I think that's a pretty clear sign how serious like I
1: think it is. Um, no, absolutely, it's very serious. But, but I never get to play into this bit because I honestly just do not like Jeff London movies. I think since you're saying it
0: in that voice, though, I think that means you actually love Jeff <laughs> London. Uh, but no, like, <laughs> like, like we've talked about shared trauma on this podcast before, and we've, ser- and I think that everyone at this school has like. The same trauma, but like, I think it's strong enough to have like your beliefs versus like who you are and finding out like your sexuality and identity is strong enough of like a storyline of a character arc that we didn't really need it. And we certainly didn't need like the trauma dump at the very end uh, with Hector.
1: Now, I don't, I don't understand how you can say that, NATO. Hunter's trauma is very different in that it's absolutely the same, but Hispanic. But
0: no, like everything is so edgy about this. Everything is so, uh, uh, like, you know, angsty and teenagey, which can be a good thing, but it's just like, it does really feed into like these negative stereotypes and ideas Uh, of gays grooming the younger generation, making them gay, something in the water. You know, we have all of these ideas, and we don't really get that much pushback to kind of debunk them. Uh, We have a few instances of, like, dueling Bible minds, but we don't actually get, like, uh, you know, um, one, two, uh, KO kind of thing.
1: I will say... This, and I'm saying this completely seriously, I do appreciate whenever a piece of media decides to make the effort to, like, say, hey, I know what you think the Bible says, but, like, actually the Bible says a lot of different things. And some of the things that it says, I mean, contradict what most people cherry pick out of it in order to make their point.
2: I think that there was a really big missed opportunity, personally, <laughs> um, in that scene in the classroom where uh, the the one dude <laughs> um, is literally like, didn't Jesus Handsome say not Mc to judge? I don't know. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Um, like where he was like, Jesus, didn't Jesus say basically not to judge other people. So like these guys that beat up these gay guys, like they're in the wrong. Um, and instead of turning that whole scene into like a moment, it, it just kind of gets glossed over.
0: So tell me about the streets. T- tell me about these
1: streets, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know these streets, man. I don't know why, but when Hector said that, I just started laughing uncontrollably.
0: There's actually one scene where Hector laments his loneliness to Paul being blacklisted after being outed, and there's like a genuine niceness to it, followed by a scene where a jock interrogates Robbie and tells Paul to watch his ass, which is inherently funny! Uh, it's an inherently funny thing to say to people. I'm going to start telling you two to watch your asses, and I I hope that you would tell me too. Um, It calls back to the Good Burger movie, uh, another movie that Jeff London should remake, uh, where Ed is told to watch his butt and then proceed to try and watch his butt, literally. You know?
1: Yes, in the words of our good friend uh, Kel, Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger.
0: Can I take your order, please?
1: Can I take your order, please? I think there's a lot of depth in those words, and I think a lot of that depth can be applied to this movie, The Last Year, by noted Artur, Jeff London, I think has the soul of... Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger.
0: (laughs) Isn't it interesting that Good Burger and the last year have numerous parallels when you place them side by side and interpret hard enough?
1: Really? Like what, Nato? Name three. Go ahead. (laughs) There's the fact that Kel is
0: Jesus. There is... Sorry, Ed is Jesus, played by uh, Kel of Keenan and Orkel. Uh, There's the butt scenes and there is also the fact that they drink water. Oh, yes, how could I forget the water? So many so many similarities too numerous to count. <laughs> I want to share what I think is the greatest line thus far in the Jeff London cinematic universe for your reactions. I have God. I need you. React.
2: Angst. I am beyond words.
1: Pure, unadulterated angst of the teenage variety.
2: I cannot um, compete with such literal genius. It Literary really, genius.
1: It quakes right down into the depths of your soul and just warms the cockles of your heart.
2: William cockles, Shakespeare could never. My,
1: my cockles are so gut damn warm right now more
0: like william fakespeare am i right <laughs> i think let's let, let's talk about the ending uh, it's just <laughs> so tense as paul i.e jesus tries to save hector i.e jesus hector has lost everything and chooses suicide that by jesus law means that he won't get into heaven. Hector admits that he has nothing else and will have to turn to prostitution, but also admits that he only lasts two days, which means that he doesn't have much faith in his ass. Now, the but, the but is only mentioned in the Bible seven times, and Jesus was pretty cool with prostitution. So one of our Jesuses saying he would have to become a prostitute actually makes him seven times more Jesus than the other Jesuses, and eight more if you count him dying for his gay sins. Oh my god, Hector is the ultimate Jesus. That's why we see him at the end fading out with the saint. I think one of the greatest descriptions of an unjust college is when Paul calls the college a banana republic school. How do you interpret his articulate description?
1: Oh, yes. Um, a banana republic, according to the Jesus Dictionary, is a republic that grows bananas. And I think this is a very inaccurate description of Bible College, because... Throughout this movie, I did not see one single
0: banana. I'm sure Paul saw his fair share of bananas at the school. Um, oh, dang!
2: <laughs> anyway, Amelia, I'm you lucky.
0: watch a bunch of Pure Flix movies. Oh, sorry, do you I wanna... do. Oh.
2: Well, I was going to say, luckily, uh, we saw zero bananas in this Jeff London film, because I don't think it could handle a Jeff London film banana.
0: We didn't see two watermelons, though.
2: Amelia, so you watch
0: a bunch of Pure Flix movies. From from yes. most of my experience with Christian movies, the main character is usually either a heathen that must be saved or someone who is right the whole time and everyone has to come around to them. What characteristics do you think this one shares with modern Christian movies and do you think it would be safe calling this Gaze Not Dead?
2: Um, It's funny you should say that, Nato, or ask that rather. Um, In fact, there were several times during this movie where I forgot that I was watching a queer film and thought I was watching a Pure Flix film. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even joking. (laughs) (laughs) I kept having to remind myself that this was in fact not a Christian propaganda (laughs) movie, so (laughs) there's that. Do you think that
0: this movie may have inspired future
2: Christian movies. You see, um, I, I do feel as if this movie in fact was in itself a parody of a Pure Flix film. Um, you know, it 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 it, it 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 drew it drew from from those elements of, of homophobia and uh, religious extremism that 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 you see in um, your typical Pure Flix movie and um And and, and it almost made fun of them. Um, I think somewhat unintentionally, perhaps. Um, Oh, yes. But nonetheless.
1: This movie did a very good job of mixing the pure flicks aesthetic with the aesthetic of an early 80s soap opera. I feel as
0: though Christian films have mostly depended on pandering to belief over quality. You know, with exception, uh, there is this artist, for example, named Steve Taylor, who originally did music both his own and producing for really popular acts like The Newsboys, but also directed music videos and eventually movies. There's one movie called Blue Like Jazz, which has similar themes and even a queer character who is treated like a real person <laughs> instead of a stereotype. Oh, scandalous. I'm not sure what Steve Taylor's current beliefs are surrounding LGBT persons, but I should mention that he did make a trans joke on the commentary of this 2012 film, so I'm conflicted because it's a rare example of a positive asterisk depiction of queer people in Christian media, but I don't feel comfortable being like, support this artist if they actually are anti-LGBT, they seem like a very private person, mostly. Uh, You know, uh, this movie itself is about a student from a religious family in Texas who runs away to become an artist at a liberal arts university whose desires to fit in and be popular clash with his beliefs. I feel like this movie, in a way, mirrors some of the themes of the last year, while inverting things like Bible College to a liberal arts university.
1: You gotta watch out for them liberal arts types. Oh, they'll do it to you. They'll absolutely do it to you. It doesn't matter what it is, they'll do it. (laughs) it. (laughs) And they'll do it to you.
0: (laughs) I think we really should tie up this discussion. With Barbara the wife. And that's enough discussion of her character. So I feel as though <laughs> we're all in unison about how masterful and perfect this film is. But just to clarify, let's sum up our feelings on the second ever Jeff London week. Roe, does this movie make you want to play truth or dare and then blare out your gay immediately to your crush? Or does it make you want to muster your way into a dorm room to hide a skin magazine? That's a biology joke. Ro gets it.
1: (laughs) Thank you for all these me-centric jokes today. I really appreciate that. really gives me something to laugh at. (laughs) But um, as far as this movie goes, it's about 30 to 40 minutes too long. It could do with a lot of editing, and it's mainly just drama porn. And trauma bonding, which I mean has its place, but like it's kind of overdone. I'm gonna give this movie a pass.
0: Amelia, does this movie solidify how much of a true rotuer Jeff London is, or does this movie feel like uh, weird? You know, like someone who chose a library bathroom to suck on a random you know, guy. um,
2: this this movie is um, this film, if you will. Uh, it is in fact weird. Uh, I, I feel like sucking off a guy in the bathroom of a Wendy's is perhaps an accurate um, depiction <laughs> of my feelings towards this movie. Um, but but truly, 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 um, I, I think only the uh, the most elevated and uh, and and abstract and um, truly artistic of minds uh, would ever want to watch this film. Um, again, for a second time. Much less five. I actually
1: don't know how Nano managed to watch (laughs) this movie five times.
0: Anyway, that's what we think. But if You've seen this movie or end up watching it later. We'd love to hear your thoughts and your experience with it. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Again, you that's While you're there, why not suggest a movie for us to watch in the future? While I was looking for new suggestions, we can't wait to experience more movies with you. I'm Nito Kitsch, hoping you enjoy Jeff London Week, and we look forward to you and your cupcakes and Blue Raspberry Lime for the next one. I'm so glad we're all friends. Good night, everyone. Hi, Jeff London. We actually love you.
2: Uh, I just want to point okay. out yeah. that puto just means fucking f word, which was really <laughs> weird for Hector to use as an insult when they were using f slurs at him, and it was clearly like not okay with him. Uh, yeah. Bye. Like, I need, I need it. I need a counter of how many times
1: they use the f word in this movie. That's not even a joke. I want to go back and watch this movie again just to count the amount of times you, they say. You heard
0: the it here, bro. Wants to watch this. movie again so that is a recommendation NO I NEVER to- SAID THAT SHUT UP I DIDN'T
1: SAY THAT <laughs> <laughs>